Hi, I'm Matt Leach. I'm Chief Executive of Local Trust. And this is a bit unusual for a podcast. We're not talking about a book or an essay. Instead, we're live today at Big Local Connect, which is an amazing event, bringing together over 125 different big local areas, over 450 residents, telling stories, attending sessions. It's the most amazing, energetic, entertaining, enthralling event I've ever been to and James is going to be going out and talking to some of the people who are making this event so special. Thanks Matt and who's this we've got here David Warner. Hi there. David you're a trustee at Local Trust tell us about Big Local. At its simplest it is about giving power and control over the allocation of resources away from institutions people like me who've been part of the funding ecology for decades actually into real communities with real people going actually Give us the money, we can control our own futures, we can make our communities improve, do things differently and look after ourselves. And that's incredibly powerful. I need to go and find someone to talk to. Where would you suggest I go first? Zombies. The zombies from Birmingham, or the Brombies as they are known, which is just amazing. It's just, you know, an estate, people getting together and using the power of zombie horror movies to tell their own stories and it's just absolutely brilliant that sounds like i better go and find out what they're doing oh matt hello just looking over there it's brilliant to see ralph rudden who of course was part of our podcast on social infrastructure only a couple of months ago it'd be great to get his views on how things are going i know he's been really involved probably more on the networking side than the attending events oh yeah look at him yeah he's he's, uh, he's got a crowd around him as usual have a word. Ralph, lovely to see you again. Yeah, How are you doing? Yeah, I'd, I'd nice. shake your hands, but I'm holding a portable um, audio recorder. Nice. nice to see you again, Jay. And who are your friends? This is Bill, Bill Chart. Uh, Bill is from Scarborough, a Barracliffe big, big local, and Rahana is from Dewsbury. Hello, Bill. Hello, you all right? Hello, Rahana, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Hi, James. Uh, what were you all talking about? We were talking about networking, which is obviously the big thing about this. Why do people feel like they want to make the massive commitment to something like Big Local. Why is it so valuable? There's 150 areas that realise that if we don't do it, nobody's going to do it. So we have to step up to the plate and bring our community with us. I would agree with Ralph, when you come here and you meet 450 people, that, that they're all exactly the same, right? It doesn't matter where we come from, it doesn't matter anything else. They all want to make their area better. They all want to improve where they live. And they're very cautious about spending it, which is absolutely fantastic. But when they do spend it, the benefits they get are phenomenal. And you can see them, you know what I mean? Some of the projects, what we've spoke about this weekend, I mean, I've been that excited, you know, we will steal shamelessly any idea what a big local has. In Barrowcliffe, we're doing an ice rink in July. And we're going to benefit from that. We're going to give our people the opportunity to skate in the middle of summer, right? Why wouldn't you do that? We nicked it from somewhere else. Shamelessly going to do that. Is there something that you found that you're going to steal that you've heard about today? The ice rink. (laughs) You could go to any one of the 400 people there and get an interesting story from them. All right, well, maybe you don't need to tell me where to go. Maybe I'll just have a little wander around. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Have a grand day. So, these zombie people, who are they? The zombie people, the Brombies. They're Brummy Zombies. Um, and they all come to the Furs and Bromford estate where they've spent the last few months making an amazing trailer. In fact, we're just going up to the fourth floor. That's we sound slightly breathless. We're going to try and catch a little bit of their presentation, which is all about how you can use community cinema, zombie cinema, to tell the stories of people in a relatively isolated estate. You must work out, Matt. You're hardly out of breath at all after four flights of stairs. 
So we've got these pieces of paper. What I'd like you to do is just do a little bit of interactivity. I want you to find five things from the person next to you that you didn't know. Just to paint the picture for you, we have a lovely, vibrant session here. Lots of very excited people learning how they can make their own film projects fly in their own big local areas. This, this zombie project is an absolutely sensational thing from Furs and Bromford and it's taken off like a rocket it's on the front page of the uh, local trust newspaper hello I know you're running a session here but I'm just going to complicate it massively what's your zombie project all about okay so what we wanted to do was to create a film that would give the community a voice what we thought would be would be interesting is to think about how marginalized people are represented and then think about how you can incorporate that into the community and make a film so that the marginalised people in the community can resonate with the characters within the film. What stage have you got to? Okay, so we've we've done a pilot, and the plan is to make a feature film. The people that we worked with in Furs and Bromford, although they'd had people coming in to make films about them, they'd actually not been involved with the process. So we're now taking them through the process and, and, and training them so that they can actually become filmmakers themselves and become their own voice and that's the idea that sounds top notch thanks very much michael bickton yeah, no worries. sorry to stamp on your session but no worries you're very welcome thank <laughs> all you. right cheers so phil just share about your experiences just briefly and as soon as we put it on the uh, website on on facebook and that that we were looking for actors we were inundated with people and we were looking to bring together uh, all the generations really you know, because it's always a problem uh, that the, the young ones want to have this and the old ones want to have that, and then we've got the multicultural stuff in the middle. And but for some reason, as soon as I mentioned the word zombies, everybody wanted to do it. You know, but what's come out of that now is people have actually come out of their properties, come out of their flats, and come out of their shells. And now they're wanting to know what we're going to do next. If you'd have seen the film this morning, you would have understood there was four people in there that hardly ever leave the house. You know, they've sort of isolated the self. Uh, but what this film did and what these guys did and what the, the residents on the estate did was pull them out of it and said, look, come on, you can do this. You know, they wanted to do it, but they didn't know how to do it. Some of the kids were exhausted. The older ones were great. They were buzzing on, like, adrenaline. But the young ones were going, oh, I can't cope with this. 25 takes just to say hello, you know, and, and stuff like that. And what's actually happened from that is they, they're saying now, I want to do directing. I want to do makeup, and I want to be an actor. So we've, we've got all sorts of things coming from that now. And, and hopefully at the end of the year, we're going to be sending at least two of the residents to university off the back of it. Uh, and hopefully we're going to be making another film and encouraging another load of people to come along and do it. That's about it, really, guys. So, without any further ado, we're going to put the film on. Is that glass, bro? These clowns are having a laugh. Throwing glass at us now. I swear, Dan, I ain't having this. Trust me. Oh, leave it. Don't do anything stupid. This is my man. I ain't going nowhere. It's what it's like everywhere. It's not worth it, bro. Nah, bro. I'm intrinsic to this place. My nan lives here. My mum lived here. And my brother died on these streets. 
I ain't going nowhere. This is my home. Professor Bendick, would you say you were the masterminds of this project or was that, did that come from the community itself? I think it was very much a symbiosis. The tower blocks were coming down and so it was a really poignant time for the community to want to comment on them. I think the key is how they can tell their own stories and I think what we wanted to do was in the spirit of community filmmaking but also to junk the concept of community filmmaking where the filmmakers ride in and ride out and the community's left there. A common thread is two things, a willingness to tell stories and secondly human Humanity, and that's what I think runs through all these kind of narratives, really. And it's funny, it's a theme that's come up in the podcast that we make before. It, you can throw data at people all you like, that's not going to change policy. It's what you need is a story to bring it to life. I agree, and I think the thing is, you know, da- data is what needs to underpin the, the, the story, but without the story, data is just a sea of knowledge that sweeps over people. It's the stories that gives them. Um, the humanity and makes and makes that kind of data grow into something that means something if that makes sense wow i just um stumbled into a room and there was the poet longfellow so he did a bit of an exercise this morning where he was um asking people to help him come up with material for a poem as he described it a war cry to uh, enthuse everybody as they leave so there he is i can see him now through the crack in the door writing his poem i'm gonna hear something a bit special for him later where are we now, Matt? We're in a light and airy room with lots of art exhibits. So this is the Journeys to Power Museum of Big Local. It's an amazing exhibition of artefacts from Big Local. Across the country, Big Locals have brought things that were special to them, things that remind them of their of their journey over the last five years. So you've got over there a pair of trainers that somebody wore when they were doing one of their first leaflet drops going across the community. We've got a bag of pistachio nuts <laughs> because... Every month, month after month, at St. Matthew's, the rep supplied pistachio nuts for people to eat. It became a tradition. And this is, this is some of the pistachio nuts from the meetings that they had. Why is everything in suitcases? It's just to look nice. But what's interesting is that they tell stories that aren't just specific to those areas. So everybody who comes in here from a big local area has been given a tag, and they've been allowed to claim those artefacts for themselves. So if they've got something similar, a similar story, if it resonates, then this museum can capture a bit of their story as well. And in pride of place, in the centre of the museum is something absolutely remarkable. I think I need to go and talk to that guy over there about this. uh, My name's Jules. Um, I work with the Exchange Creative Community in the West End of Morecambe, which is supported by WEM, big local. This is uh, a mad creation we came up with uh, last September. So it's a very, very, very long and beautiful piece of chiefly blue fabric. I can see it's got some amazing silhouettes and shapes in white of figures and objects and all sorts it's called a cyanotype it's a long piece of fabric in fact it's the it's a world largest ever cyanotype the material was coated with the chemical allowed to dry taken out into the sun the sun acts as a developer so it's an old form of photography and people lay upon the fabric in the sunshine and when they uh, remove themselves we were left with the negative imprints of their shapes and so it had become a community portrait and it's the largest one cyanotype in the world it's the largest uh, in the world over 200 square meters that is impressive this is part of a, a wider um, brief to bring art to Morecambe Yes, we are a, a CIC uh, arts project and we certainly believe in art for health. This is one way of 
doing art, involving the community, having the community take possession and ownership and feeling proud of what they do and get involved in. Here's Feroza, she can tell you a bit more. Hello, Feroza. So the Creative Exchange um, develop small workshops for the community that they're interested in and it definitely gets people coming in and like doing things that they, they just wouldn't have thought of doing. For example, they had a, a record sleeve making workshop so there were like 20 or 30 people, they all came in and somebody taught them how to make a record cover. An, an artist, Julia Schwabuck, came in and um, she was teaching us how to line knock it. Um, I personally um, created a beginner's meditation course that people who are interested in meditation can come into. I know that's not art-based, but it's like wellness-based. Tell me how that makes people feel. Um, connected, you know, connected to themselves, connected to meaning in their life, maybe, you know. We have a lot of different people that come into the creative exchange, from little kids that are like five or six running around to like older people, you know, that can't actually get in sometimes. So it's got a whole wide range of people that are that come in and use the Creative Exchange. Guys, you're all wearing yellow t-shirts, you're a lot younger than anybody else. What are you doing here? Um, well, we're a community group. We're from Heston West and, well... Where's that? Heston. <laughs> West London, West yeah. West London, brilliant. So what are you doing? So we're going around interviewing people, posting stuff on social media. On the basis that you're young and you're the only people here know how to do it. Yeah, I guess so. So what's the most interesting stuff you've seen over the last couple of hours? The pop-up museum. I really enjoy it because you you get new ideas when you walk around. And like me and Serena put idea forward. We were like walking football. So it's like for everyone so so people who are like disabled non-disabled young old so as andrew was pointing out oldest is about 80 years old our youngest is about probably seven eight years old and families get together and and play a good round of football in a safe way because it's walking which means all abilities are welcome intergenerational so you're you're dealing with this one so in walking football it's um intergenerational uh, game that we're doing there and that means anyone from like what, 8 to 80 can come and play it's walking so it's fair for everyone uh, is that what you were going to say? yeah same, <laughs> the same thing basically yeah, <laughs> yeah. That walking football that's happening in Hounslow um, what else have you um, heard about seen spoken about to anyone of interest? Um, so obviously as we were talking about the pop-up museum it's such a cool idea yeah. you know hearing what everyone else has done and you know being able to put your own input in and just walking around and seeing what everyone else has done can really give you inspiration what else what else has happened um the building is amazing it's like on the top floor like where we went to like do some talks uh we saw like a balcony area and it was like really cool it was yeah we're in reba aren't we on portland yeah, place yeah. in london about what 100 yards from oxford street tube very fancy what do you think do you think that your environment makes a big difference to how you're feeling is that important when people are in a more like you know happy sort of environment everyone's just sort of like yes let's go we got this everyone sort of comes together in like you know happy environment say if you're like stuck down in a dungeon everyone's just you know not gonna have any inspiration there's like giant ceilings the windows are massive the stairs like (laughs) them they've got like patterns on them and it's like super high ceilings with giant windows letting in lots of light you know so is it really important to to be in nice places to try and make our communities as beautiful as possible yes yes definitely 
fancy places makes people very productive. Depending on the building, sometimes the, the building, the look of the building could change your mood, it might change what you think, and so it gives you more positive thoughts, which is good because uh, in the community we need positive thoughts. We need people to have good perceptions of their local areas when they're coming together and talking about other areas. Well, you guys are definitely, definitely going to pass all of your GCSEs and A-levels. No question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, no, we'll like, see about mine. Where shall I go next? Where shall I go next? Oh, you should really go upstairs to the sixth floor where they're doing arts and crafts. I think yeah. like that's so cool. And like writing a letter to yourself, which you'll receive in five years. Yeah. I think that's such a cool idea. Oh, like, that's a big idea. That's a big idea. It gave me an idea to do it for our like big local. Yeah, our next event's coming up. So in the next event, I was thinking we could like do that. Like, and then like in five years' time, they will receive that letter. Thanks, guys. Nice one. Okay. So I've just wandered into a giant room um, here at the bottom of Reba and I'm meeting, hello. My name's Abby Sandish and I work at Cinema For All. Jack and I are here today to teach people how to put on their own cinema screenings in their areas and to make it a big event. So how can we make the film more immersive for people? Whether it's decoration, people dressing up, maybe you're serving food from the film, that kind of thing. Oh, so making the, the cinema experience be more sociable. Absolutely, that's exactly what it's about. Social uh, engagement and a shared experience and film is a very powerful way to do that. I was talking to somebody only about an hour ago who has had a brilliant idea, a cinema club playing Ealing comedies and Arthur Askey mm-hmm. movies, bringing sort of isolated people into a kind of forum where then they can maybe talk about things that they need to get off their chest or become a bit more sociable. It, why is that so important? It's really important because what we have a lot of things like Netflix or um, televisions and ways to do things alone, which is fine, we like to do that sometimes, but the shared experience is something you take away with you, something you're going to discuss with other people and what's so great about films is it can absolutely slash through isolation and it can connect so many people brilliant well look good luck with the session take care thank you i'm going to one where's everybody else going lobby hello i'm making a podcast about big local are you having a good time Yes, really good. Yeah, it's all very inspiring, I have to say. <laughs> and the food's great, which is always a bonus, isn't it? Have you stolen any ideas off anyone? Not at the moment, but there is one, um, one I've just been to. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nice to be yeah. you. Yes, I have. Oh, really? Yes, uh, well, I'm, it's outdoor play for children uh, in uh, safe streets. We're already working on open spaces, but I've been talking to other people who are doing it and there's no point in reinventing the wheel. What's your name, madam? Joyce McCready. And, and which big local are you from? Hately Cross. It's in the West Midlands. Oh, great stuff. You need some outdoor space for children, do you? We, we have some outdoor spaces. We just have to utilise them. And what's the idea, if you don't mind me asking, that you're going to nick? Uh, we want to get children out playing rather than sitting indoors on their tablets. We already have reduced traffic speeds in the area. They've been reduced to 20 miles an hour. So we need to make designated areas or designated times where it's safe for the children to play out. Ah, brilliant. So that's a lobbying process. And through Big Local, you can make that happen? Well, we hope so. We've got the seem to have got the council on board. Brilliant. Lovely to meet you. Have a lovely uh, weekend. So it's tea time. Uh, we're all having some delicious cake. Oh, hello, Ben. How are you? I'm very well. I've just wrecked. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to crash. I thought you hadn't started yet. Hello. Are you, are you having a good time? This is Ben from the first podcast. It's been a while. What, yeah, it's what, been a while. Well, the, the, what's coming to tell you is we're about to hear an, the crowdsourced poem that Tony Walsh, Longfellow poet, has managed to pull together from contributions from like 100 plus post its. Oh, I heard that was happening. Yeah, I'm going to come and have a listen. He's going to perform in about 10 minutes. Brilliant. Okay, thank you. Who are you? 
Uh, my name is Bella, uh, Bella Opalugo. I, I, um, I'm from Cell West in Manchester. And uh, have you met some interesting people this weekend? I've met quite a lot of different people and it's been very exciting meeting all people and then finding out what all the different big locals are doing and then it helps you to work out, you know, what are we doing, are we doing it right, what do we need to improve or are we very much ahead of everybody else and so on. So Everybody's swapping ideas, uh, mixing it all up, surely that's going to be more efficient. Yes, very much so, very much, I agree, yes. Uh, there were about six of us that came from Cell West. So we, were, we decided we are going to go to the different workshops and then we're going to come together and feedback uh, to look at all the various things, you know, different people are doing and how we can uh, improve our own uh, facilities there. And it's been fantastic, really. Would you come back if they were going to run this again, event again? Oh, yes, definitely, definitely. But I was just wondering, you know, can we not do this again somewhere in the north for a change? Somewhere in the north. Yeah, that's a great idea. Uh, Matt Leach's door is always open. Have a word. Yes, that's right. It would be nice. It would be a good idea. I, I want you guys to come up to the north and see what we've got there. I, I'm not going to fault this one. It's, it's brilliant. It's been brilliant. I've, I've learned quite a lot, really. I think it's all going to be climactic in a minute um, with Longfellow's poem, which I think is about to happen. Lovely to meet you. Cheers. We were fed up of the negatives, so we worked to make them positives. We saw the politics, so... We ignored them and wove our own way through. We want to be different, so we're building an ice rink. In July. We started a knit and natter, so we don't do much knitting, but the nattering gets it sorted. We're big local. We know what we want for our community, so we will make it happen. We needed to lift their spirits and open their eyes. So we did. We're big local. We were lacking youth engagement, so we support the local youth club. We need more community involvement, so we're generating more inspiration to attract people. We needed to carry on with the big local vision, so we formed a CIO. Our big local had a farm. CIO. <laughs> we see that we're too insular. So we learned from other places. We wanted to empower our young people, so we give them £8,000 a year to create and fund their own projects. We're big local. We saw too much child obesity, so we built an outdoor gym. We saw the need for change, so we harness local skills and share. We needed statistical information, so we got in touch with analytical volunteers. We needed a legacy, so we leased the boating lake at the local park. We are going to move to the needs of our children, so we can give them a brighter future and a chance to live their lives. We're big local. We had a riot in Broad Green, so we got big locally. We saw there was a need for a local schools friends group, so we formed one ourselves. We saw that people in our community needed new skills and opportunities. No more pits. So we organised and funded a range of training courses. We wanted a beach, so we built one in our local central park. We had a village divided by old and new houses, so we set up a marquee on the green, and we met in the middle. We needed to be included with the town plan, so we gave them a reason to come to our area by improving the environment. We wanted the answers, so we asked the people that matter. We had our challenges, so we found our secret power. We all have one, one at least. We're big local. We're big local. 
We knew the future will be better, so we will work together. We must stand together and be strong so we can stay healthy and happy. It's a marathon, this life. We saw a need for help, so we just did it. We wanted to regenerate our local park, so we believed and we worked and we created and we opened a new space for our residents to enjoy. We're big local. We found that our council were about to give away our community centre, so we stopped them. We saw that our council were closing down our adventure playground, so we took over the building through asset transfer. We did it. We bloody did it. We're big local. We all love shopping, so we send our ladies to berry markets. We wanted children to gain confidence, so we started a team, and now we have 200 children, 200 children playing football every week. Come on, you greens. We're big local. We felt like giving up, so we found the motivation together that spurred us on. We recognised the importance of humour. If we don't laugh, we cry, so we keep smiling. Through pain there is gain. We, us, them, me, myself and I. We want to change what was not good into something amazing. We were taught to think small, so we cut the bars from our boxes. We saw that we could rise above the expectations of those in charge, so we set our gaze high. We saw that our neighbourhood needed love. So we gathered together to bring it light. Let there be light. We start an LGBT youth group. So we are there for them to stand up with pride. We saw a broken community. So we opened the doors to welcome, acceptance and fun. We saw children on the street. So we opened the doors, called them in. We heard older people were lonely. So we started lunch clubs. Now they're running five groups. We lost our voice, so now we're fighting for it back again. We seek, so we source. We listened, so we achieved. We are proud of our community, so we wanted to tell people. We do it because someone needs to. My son says, why'd you do it, Mum, when hardly anyone turns up? I say, I live in hope. I live in hope. People need hope. We don't fear the future. We see challenges, yes, but untapped opportunities too. We want you to join us so we can all survive and thrive. We are all brothers and sisters, so we stick together. We will be on the agenda, not on the menu. We want power, so we get organised. We're big local. I said, we're big local. I said, we're big local. Give yourselves a massive round of applause. Keep on doing what you're doing. I salute you. I salute you. Just people helping people, helping people to achieve. It isn't dead or in our heads. It's what we all believe. Wargrave, West End, Slade Green, Pitsy, helping one another. Greenmoor, Greatfield, Dartfield, Palfrey, right across the boroughs. We fly together, cry together, fight. It gets us through. Today we've paused to give applause and thanks for all they do. So to everyone who does summit for now, we show our appreciation. Big Local says we're proud of you and your tireless dedication. Keep on doing what you're doing. Thank you so much. It's been a brilliant two days. I have to say two of the most amazing days of my life, certainly my time, time at Local Trust. It's been astonishing meeting so many people and having not, not, not just 
a feeling of being excited and inspired, but actually what you really get here is almost a feeling of family. It's a real coming together of people who have something really important in common, the, the big local experience. They've all got stories to tell. They've all done amazing things. And it's just been a, it's been a privilege to spend the last 36 hours um, talking to them, eating with them, and fr- having a great time. That was unexpected, really. We weren't planning to do a fourth podcast in the series live from Big Local Connect, but there have been so many great people to talk to, so many experiences to share, that we really wanted to make something of it. I'm now really looking forward to the fifth podcast. We're going to have Carrie Newsom, we're going to have people from around the country talking about issues of, of heritage, identity, history, and what that's meant for Big Locals. That should be going out live probably in the next three or four weeks, so look out for that.